0: Hi everyone, I'm Ari, here with Rachel, and we're your hosts for The Merry Writer Podcast. This week we're on episode 203, and we're asking, how important is reading for pleasure? Before we dive into the topic, don't forget to subscribe to your podcast wherever you're listening if you haven't already. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with friends and feel free to write a review. First of all, I totally forgot it was the 14th of February, which is Valentine's Day. Otherwise, we would have probably made it more like, you know, how to write romance, but we forgot. But we're talking about pleasure. Quick disclaimer we're not talking about that kind of pleasure. This episode topic is not about reading erotica, specifically unless you are personally enjoying reading for that kind of pleasure. Anyway, we're just going to skip right on. We're talking about reading for enjoyment. Maybe I should have called it that. <laughs> Especially nowadays, I think with a lot of screen time, people on their phones, on their tablets, on TVs, I think there is some decline in reading. And I think screen time can be a little bit to blame for that. Not everything, but I think that has definitely made an impact, especially because a lot of scrolling on social media and things like that has reduced our focus. There have been studies. Our focus has definitely reduced. We're very much quick, 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 quick. I mean, let's be honest, how many of us can actually get through a three-minute TikTok? Hmm, there you go. So... (laughs) And then if you think about school and college, I don't know about you, but they really sapped the love of books from me and a lot of other students because, you know, you're forced to read books and they're often really boring or they're not things you're interested in. And even if they are, you then analyse them to death in English class to the point where you you don't even care about the story anymore or who, who's in it or what happens to them because you're just like so bored, senseless with the story and, and like, like nitpicking everything. So, you know, it's, it's not terrible to, to, to analyse books books um, as writers i personally think it's a good idea to deconstruct other books so you kind of get a feel especially if you're a new writer and you want to understand structure better deconstructing somebody else's book can help with that i think we did a topic on it if we haven't make sure make a note because that's a good idea to talk about but yeah give me a minute i've already forgot what i'm gonna say yeah so where i'm getting with this is there does need to be a love of reading for reading's sake. And you might be sat there going, well, yeah, uh, obvious. But I guarantee there are people listening to this, if anyone's listening to this, who don't automatically just read for reading's sake. We we already have things like book reviewers and book clubs that you read books in, or maybe your friends wrote a book and and then you're reading that. Hopefully you enjoy it, but maybe not then you've got books that are hyper crazy, so you almost feel like you have to read them because everyone's talking about them and you might go through a, a point where you're not enjoying the books I, I have to admit a couple of months ago I had a spate of reading like six books and they weren't really that great some I'd been asked to read to review some I'd been asked to read because it was like someone who'd followed me it's like yeah I'll try and read that and it just it wasn't my book really it wasn't really something that I, I enjoyed as much and it got to the point that after those like well, five or six books I just stopped reading because i was like i i actually got bored of picking up books because it was like this gonna be something that's not enjoyable and I'll be honest, I am very rarely a do not finish. I kind of feel like I owe it to the writer because you never know it might pick up. Now, yes, if I'm halfway through a book and it's not great for me, again, personal, it's all personal opinion, you know, writing or anything like that is subjective. You know, if I get halfway through and I think, well, maybe it'll pick up. That's still not great. I shouldn't have to wait to the end of the book for it to pick up enough for me to go, wow, that was OK. But I do feel I do feel like I struggle to not finish books which makes me then feel like I have to force myself to read them. And if I get to the end, I'm like, oh, my God, that was awful. You do. You can end up losing the the love of, of reading. And I am going to throw in a quote randomly. This is the quote that started me off thinking about this topic. And it's by an author called Catherine Marsh. And it was from an article in The Atlantic. I can't remember reading the article, but I remember seeing the quote. And it goes, critical reading is an important skill, especially for a generation bombarded with information, much of it unreliable and deceptive. But this hyper-focus on analysis comes at a steep price. The love of books and storytelling is being lost. And I actually do believe that can be the case. I'm not saying with everyone, you might be sat going, I've got tons of books and I love all of them, but I think there is some loss of it. So that's why I wanted to talk about this topic.
1: I wholeheartedly agree with that quote because people just don't have a love of stories anymore. It's, it's so true because that's... What are we talking about? What's the topic of the conversation? Hold on. How important is reading for pleasure? Okay. <laughs> because in terms of talking about reading for fun, I actually think that reading for fun is more important than reading to learn. And I know that sounds backwards and it doesn't make much sense, but I will explain. I remember a long time ago, a mutual friend on the internet, also a writer, she asked me, do you think that if you want to be a writer, you have to be a reader? And I said, no, I don't think that at all. It definitely helps, obviously, because you kind of learn about your genre and you learn about the craft and what readers like and dislike and all of that fun. Stuff, But ultimately, no, I don't think you need to be a strong reader. You don't need to be an avid reader in order to be a writer. As long as you do it for fun, you write for yourself and you read because you actually enjoy it. I think that's the bare minimum that you can do. I actually didn't start reading until I was out of college. So I was in my early 20s. All the books, I hated reading. All the books that I ever read, it was all because I had to read them for school. And it was all tied to homework. And I couldn't stand it. And reading, it just sucked the fun out of it for me for reading. So I did the bare minimum. I read the books that I had to for school. And I did homework. And that was it. But the other thing is, too, I couldn't read for fun because i had no time i would go be at school for like 7 8 hours and then i'd have like another 2 to 3 hours of homework and then when i got old enough i had a part time job so reading was never really on my radar especially since reading often makes me sleepy so if i tried reading before bed it just never i didn't comprehend anything it didn't it didn't work so obviously reading is important for so many other things but you should definitely do it for fun when i started my blog i started book reviewing because I know how important it is for authors and how important it is for other readers. And I opened up book review requests, especially for indie authors, because I know it's difficult for indie authors to get reviews and things like that. And I was bombarded with review requests, which was great. But then it got to the point that reading became work and I wasn't reading the books that I wanted. I have a crap ton of books on my bookshelves that I've had for years. And I've never opened because I never had the time to read them. I was always reading somebody else's book because they needed a review or, you know, something else. Life just got in the way. And then I end up in a reading sump because I'm not enjoying it as much as I thought. Those book reviews, did I enjoy a lot of those books? Yes, I did. But it's not what I necessarily wanted to read at the time. So I didn't get like 100% enjoyment out of it because... I think you need to be in the mood to read a certain book, a certain genre, even if you like it, even if you know you're going to enjoy the book, you still need to be in the mood to read like a specific plot or whatever. And I end up in more reading slumps than I could count. And I mean, even for 2023, I tried to get myself out of a reading slump. So I reread the Warrior series by Aaron Hunter. And I've read and reread that series so many times. But it kind of it didn't necessarily get me out of my reading slump because I really wasn't reading anything new. But I was reading again, and I was enjoying it. And I could talk on and on and on about the Warrior series, especially to my poor sister because she was the one who originally got the series back in the day when it first came out. And as she grew up, she was like, "Eh, yeah, they're okay books. They're middle grade books. Whatever." Early thirties now. But me, I'm I'm still in love with the series. But that's, that's kind of my two cents. I do agree with the quote that Ari said about how the love of books and storytelling is being lost because it is people put too much weight on books, I guess, in terms of reading, in terms of writing. It's not just, it's not like a reality escape anymore. There's always an ulterior motive to it, whether you need to write a review or you have to analyze it for some reason, you have to write a book report on it for school or what have you. People don't just, they don't just read for fun anymore. And it's sad. It's really sad. But yeah, so if that, again, that's my two cents. I think reading for fun is more important than reading to learn. And you should always do it for you. It's very similar to writing. If you're going to read, you should do it for you
0: yeah and what you said with the whole reviewing there's a lot of a lot of writers and readers who do book reviews and i've seen the part where they do loads and loads and then suddenly they just stop for a while and i can understand why because i can imagine it would become a chore and instead of reading because you really enjoy it it's like yeah you you might want to be interested in it but then i said if there's a deadline tied to it and things happen you know if you're just reading for pleasure. And something happens and you have to put the book down for a couple of weeks, it's fine. But if you've got that kind of someone needs that review, maybe for a, a ready for the launch or something, it becomes more pressured. And it's like, how can that be as enjoyable? And by the way, let's add a quick caveat. I am not saying don't do book reviews for people. We are in the writing community. Reviews are important, mostly because it's social proof and also the freaking algorithms in Amazon. It works in our favor to have book reviews. So nobody here is saying don't ever do book reviews, but I would be wary of getting pulled into a cycle where you're constantly reading books that you might not be as interested in. It's like, if you had to pick the books, would that be the first choice? Or is it because you have a writer friend whose book's coming out? Is it because you're doing book reviews because of someone? Because you agreed to do an ARC review, uh, an arc read and things like that? It can be a bit difficult. We're not saying, again, we're not saying don't do any of those things. We're just saying try not to pull yourself into the part where you're not reading for your own enjoyment. It's too important to to let go, I think, because reading is so much fun. And I say that, I'm going to throw in another caveat. Reading is not always fun. I appreciate that. My brother is actually dyslexic and he avoided reading. And then obviously audiobooks came up and he devours them. And there is no right or wrong way of reading a book. I don't know why this keeps popping up in some some sort of trend on social media. If you read an ebook, if you read a paper copy, if you listen to audiobooks, it's all the same. It's just a different form. There is no shame in re- listening to an audiobook. There is no shame in reading an ebook. Don't get me wrong. I personally prefer paper bags. I like to be able to hold it in one hand while I have a cup of tea in the other. I like that it's not a glowing screen because if if it, it helps me sleep. I like the smell of the paper. It does not mean me think that people who read ebooks only are just the devil
1: They're all um, unless the devil's into reading ebooks i don't know <laughs> Sorry. i went a little bit mad. i just i prefer paperback as well i think it's just easier to i think they're easier to read and i think you just get like the full effect of reading the book as a paperback or a hardcover But ebooks, I mean, ebooks are just as well, especially if you need to save a little bit of money because ebooks are typically cheaper and obviously it saves space. But audiobooks, I find it so weird that a lot of people don't think that listening to audiobooks counts as reading because you're still Hearing the story, you're still getting the the plot and the characters. You're still getting the full effect. I personally don't listen to audiobooks all that often because I have an auditory processing disorder and I also tune things out. So if I were to listen to audiobooks, I would need the paperback copy so I can read along while I listen to it. And that's totally valid, too, because everybody learns differently and everybody takes things in differently.
0: That's all. Well, that kind of says it all. It's like, it is easy to tune out audiobooks. So technically, if you're listening to an audiobook, you have to be focused. You have to listen to it. So that's just like li- like reading the words on a page. We've all done it. We've read through a page. You're like, I don't even remember what I read. And you have to go back to the beginning because you weren't paying attention. Yeah. So yeah, same too. <laughs> Yeah. Let, let's not be format snobs, okay? It doesn't matter whether you like it or dislike it. Don't make other people feel like shit because of how they do it. I'm really annoyed that I see that around. But yeah, let's go back to pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help myself. So if you find you're in kind of a bit of a slump with that, that you're not enjoying books as much and you're kind of pulled away, I would recommend reaching the books you've read before that you really enjoy. I don't know about you, but I have ones where it feels like I'm connecting with old friends. I love revisiting those books. They just make me feel so happy. Try genres that you've never tried before, but don't do it with a with an air to review or anything like that. Just just pick one that you try to, as, as Small stories are really good for that. Novellas, short stories, things like that. Anthologies are good, where if you're trying to get back into reading for enjoyment, you can do. In small pieces, that's kind of good. I, I when I went when I was struggling to enjoy re- reading after a, a bad batch of stories that I, I, I trudged through. No uh, hate to the authors; it just wasn't for me. I ended up reading a lot of the little novellas, and it really helped me get back because the idea of starting another ninety thousand word novel, I was just like, oh, I don't know if I can be bothered doing that.
1: But ten thousand words, twenty thousand words, fifty thousand—it was easier, so I really enjoyed that. I actually think that's a really great idea to read short story collections, anthologies and novellas, because if you're in a reading slump and you read shorter works like that, it kind of tricks your brain into thinking that you're reading a whole lot. And I find it easier to get out of the reading slump because of that, because you feel more productive, even though you've read a bunch of shorter things. I mean, it still counts but I, I think it's it's easier to read a lot of shorter pieces than it is to read a full-length novel. You know what I mean? So I agree with that.
0: Always good when you agree. <laughs> Not devil's advocacy, again. Yeah, but that's fun, though. <laughs> I know. You really get a kick out of that. I do. Some other suggestions is go back to some of the classics you read when you were little. I have to admit I still read A House at Pooh Corner by A.A. Milne. I, was, I read it when I was little. It was read to me when I was little. I still have the same copy that's like kind of falling apart because it's very very old and again it's an easy one to read. It's just kind of puts you in a nice mindset. Don't feel pressured to read or love books that are classic classics. This was something else I saw um, not that long ago where there was this weirdness like if you hadn't read Pride and Prejudice or Wuthering Heights or anything it was kind of this snobbiness and again I'm not sure where this keeps coming from it's weird now I I admit I did enjoy Pride and Prejudice I enjoyed it because I read Pride and Prejudice and Zombies first and I enjoyed that and then I watched the movie which I enjoyed even more and then I went and read the original Pride and Prejudice to see how well it matched without Zombies and I actually really enjoyed it I could not get through Wuthering Heights it bored the tears out of me it was so boring and yet I know people absolutely love it Couldn't get through War and Peace. Just looking at the size of that book and the tiny writing, it was like, yeah. Now you you get people who sneer at that. I have had people sneer at me because I like fantasy and sci-fi and romance. Almost as if like, it's so lowbrow. And it's like, are you fucking kidding? Have you seen the world building in fantasy and sci-fi? But yeah, it's like, you will get people who will look down on you for liking certain things. And fuck them, is all I can say. Love what you love, read what you want to read, and don't let anyone make you feel bad about it. I hate that there's this snobbiness in reading. If you don't like some of these big hyped books, it's okay. There are some books out there that like were massive and everyone raved and raved about them. You might not like them. It's okay. I mean, I always remember, I think it was Lovely Bones came out and then the movie came out and I read the book and I thought it was awful. I read The First Twilight because my friend had it. Didn't like it, that's fine. But yeah, just because something's a big name, it doesn't matter if you don't like it. And it's okay if if it's a big name and you do like it. But try not to do the whole thing. Like if everyone says, oh my God, this is the best and you don't enjoy it, that's okay. You don't have to go on about how much you hate it, but don't feel like you have to like like it and read it and read the whole series because everybody else is reading it. Again, I've seen that. <laughs> it's, just, it's just weird. I don't know why there's this weirdness in the writing community and the reading community with this stuff. So I have no idea where I'm going with this episode. So I might just end it with
1: it. I was just going to say I don't I don't really read the classics either. They're just not my taste. The old English just isn't for me. I don't understand anything in those books. Although, I will say that when I go to the bookstore and I see the table of all the quote-unquote, classics, and I see the covers because they're always coming out with new editions and they're like beautiful leather-bound. I kind of want them just to have make my shelves look pretty, but I know for a fact I would never read them. And I also really like how you mentioned about reading stories from your childhood because- You can't go wrong with Winnie the Pooh. But also, I still have the book of poems by Shel Silverstein, Where the Sidewalk Ends. Those are great. I still have my Hank the Cowdog books. Uh, Just the other day, my sister and I were cleaning and she was like, are you donating these books too? And I was like, no, that's Hank the Cowdog is in there. I'm like, I'm not donating Hank the Cowdog. I can't get rid of him. But I actually should reread those now that we're talking about this. But yeah, there are so many different things that you can do to make sure that you keep reading interesting and fun for yourself. You don't always need to read a brand new book. You don't always need to read a book that's with the current trends. Just take a step back from life and from work and whatever it is you're doing and just read because you want to do it and you want to read that specific book.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I think it doesn't help with the, the writing community. And I'm going to say something that might be quite a But if you're in the writing community and you know writers and those writers are bringing books out, it can feel like an obligation that because you are friends with that writer or you follow that writer or you're in, you know, like a, in a group with that writer that you have to buy all their books and you have to read all their books you have to read them in time to leave reviews you don't you don't and if any writer makes you feel that you're a shit friend for not doing that then th- that's not great you know don't worry if you want to be supportive that's fine but you can still be supportive without doing that you can you can buy their books later you can get them at the library you can do all that later it's like I know there's this push for reviews and art copies and things and if you agreed to do a book review or agreed to do an art review then try and follow through with your promise or at least tell them early and say you know what i just don't have the mental capacity for it but the problem is if you're in a in the writing community that could mean a lot of writers and if they're all bringing out books and you're thinking well i better buy every single one and i better read them all and make sure that you know they they get their review ready for the launch that's a lot of pressure and i don't think any anyone should have to do that and i think a lot of writers out there if they realize that some of their friends or their part of their community were feeling like that they would be like oh you don't need to do that you know it's books are a passive income it's like yes the, the big thing at the beginning when you buy the book and it's like, if you get a certain number of reviews, you get a certain number of sales. Amazon does this or that. You don't have to be part of that and you you should just read what you want to read. Yes, be supportive if you want to be supportive in that way, but don't feel that you have to and certainly don't do it for every single person in your writing community because I'll be honest, that's a lot. I mean, there are writers that I love who I would support and I probably won't read their books mainly because they're not my target book. It's not the sort of thing I would enjoy. I will still do a shout out. I will still interview them. I will still talk about them and, and push people towards their website and I will talk about what they write because it might be that the people who follow me really like that stuff but I am not going to put myself and start reading stuff that I know I'm not going to enjoy as much and I'm going to struggle to review because it's not my my genre that I enjoy reading and you have to be okay with that I say that knowing that it's probably not easy <laughs> but yeah I just wanted to say that because I wouldn't want someone reading and buying my books if they did not want to read them if it was like oh god I hate fantasy but I know her I better do it no please god don't don't do that I would rather you didn't make yourself feel obligated to read anything that I write if you don't want to read it okay I'm gonna get no sales when people book comes up because I've given everybody the permission to buy it
1: no you will you will don't worry you know what if that's also, the case
0: that's the case <laughs>
1: I, yeah I mean well I think we're all just at that point now at this point but that was good I have nothing else to add you can wrap it up
0: Okay, with that, let's turn it over to you guys. How often do you read for fun? What is the last book you read that was purely for fun? Let us know. Put your answer in the comments. Try about it. Tell us what that book was. We might be interested. Remember, we do release new episodes every Wednesday. Next week, we're discussing how writers can utilise their local libraries. To ensure you don't miss it, do hit the subscribe button on your way out. And as always, thanks for listening to the Mayor Writers Podcast. We'll see you next week. This podcast is brought to you by Writing Distractions. We are stalling on our whips. The music titled Inspire is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.